Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Alright, let's get straight into it then. Uh, today we are looking at the Africa Cup of Nations, the start of the tournament. It's in just a couple of, in a, in a few hours right now. Um, just over maybe some 30 hours or so uh the afcon will start the opening game is tomorrow 8 p.m uh is the opening game and we will have live commentary here for you on 99.7 joy fm so uh do stick with us of course and we'll bring that to you the show is live and interactive on social media of course what we'll be talking about you can send us your thoughts on uh zero five five one 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 nine nine seven zero five five one 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 nine nine seven also if you prefer uh twitter you just uh or x leave us a message use the hashtag game plan and of course uh we will uh your microphone is on and we will of course read those messages for you we are streaming on x spaces or twitter spaces uh, if you prefer as well as on youtube on the uh, Joe FM handle. We're also live on Hits FM 103.9. Uh, lots of stories around the Africa Cup of Nations so far. It's not good news for Nigeria. They have a second striker who's pulled out uh, in jet. Uh, Sadiq Umar, he's also gone back to his club after an injury that he sustained in that pre-Afcon tournament game against Guinea. He becomes the second Nigerian striker to be injured and out of the competition. In comes, of course, Paul Onuachu, 
who has been called in to replace him. He scored nine goals uh, in the Teki Superliga this season. Uh, how much does he help Victor Osimen? That remains to be seen. Morphy is the other one who came in to replace the injured Victor Voniface. Um, regarding other news, Gambia have successfully touched down uh, in Sen- well in Cote d'Ivoire after what was a big scare involving their flight. After nine minutes, uh, when the plane took off, they had to turn around and go back to the Gambia because of carbon decompression. There was no air inside the aircraft. People were suffocating, and they had to go back and uh, and then go and sleep in the Gambia again. The next day, they got a different flight, and they're safely in uh, the Gambia. The Gambia, remember, is located right inside of Senegal, and already there's a big war happening on Twitter between the Senegalese and the Gambians even before that opening game between the two of them uh, the, on the Tuesday I believe so uh, that should be a very exciting one uh, as well so I think um, that's pretty much most of the things that are happening we will go to Cote d'Ivoire and speak to someone that is there to bring you up to speed with what the Afghan fever really is like um, at the moment, and we'll also be joined by new items for preview all of the groups of the AFCON uh, starting tomorrow. But uh, Daniel Abila is also here, Daniel Kranting, as well as Stone Avenue. Uh, guys, uh, once again, welcome to the show. Mm. Uh, Thank you. Um, <coughs> any of you in a bit of a an anticipatory mood ahead of the start of the AFCON, or kind of nervous, or what's the feeling? The atmosphere surrounding the AFCON, usually it does announce, especially in the knockout round, <laughs> where you will see quality <laughs> football being exhibited. Because this is a stage where many countries are just going out for points, they are very cautious and all that. So at this point, the excitement is a bit low. But when the competition starts, yeah. that's when we'll all be immersed to 88 and uh, we'll, we'll enjoy the competition. It is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Stone. Everywhere, every year, Nigeria goes into every competition thinking they must win. Is that the same feeling, or this time around, Nigerians just feel like, you know what, I don't think we have a team. Let's just. Because I can tell you about the feeling here in Ghana. Not a lot of people expect the team to actually do well, except myself, of course. Um, but what are the, what's, the, what's the feeling like among Nigerians ahead of this AFCON? So basically, I can only speak from where or from the people I know or from my own space and from my own space it we're we being realistic we're taking the realistic approach this time uh, because uh, first of all as we have said many many times um, we do not have an adequate goalkeeper we do not and uh, the, 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 the thought by many Nigerian fans reminds you of, of that song um, uh, that says that only God can do it okay <laughs> so which is by uh, you have that artist that sang the song um, or gaga but the truth about this is this uh when we look critically at it the the defense is average uh we do not have um a defense that that is structured in such a way that we can be able to express ourselves um adequately we don't have that the midfield without indeedy cannot be controlled it, we don't have a controlled system whereby we can play the former afghan we had you know this interchanging of our tiki taka and all this kind of stuff like that but right now uh, the Nigerian midfield, I don't think, can create. And then you go to the striking options, and then you have Victor Simen up, up, up front there. And you're thinking, okay, Victor Boniface can come in 
and players and as a supporting striker and stuff like that and you're bringing Paul Lonach who is a striker a natural striker he cannot pair with 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 Osimen. he can't so, so at the end can, of the but day but he can deputize no so you want you to also bench, have Murphy so you want to bench Osimen and bring in and no bring, and bring in no Paul. play Osimen, but you, who, you, and play and play Paul no you don't need to play two strikers do you no, I, I, I'm just saying, like, from what I'm seeing, they want to play uh, two strikers, from what I'm seeing. But they might play 4-3-3, okay. which, if they do if they do 4-3-3, we're in trouble. Why? Okay? Because, first of all, there is no midfield. When we have played 4-3-3 right now without Ndidi, there is no midfield. The midfield is, is, is nowhere to be found. And we, if, if we want to play right now, I would believe that we play three at the back. Okay? Play three at the back, 3-4-3. Three, three. That works better. Because at, in, in that way, you have two people right there that can be able to do something. You know, I don't think they were able to control it effectively, but at least they can do something there. But up front, or semen, I am praying right now that nothing happens to him. The sickness of injury do not <laughs> does not come upon or semen. If it comes upon him, I'm not watching one Nigerian match. I will not watch the match. Is it really but, that bad? Because Nigeria has lots of attacking players. Listen. Because... Chikweze. Yes. Ehianacho. Yes. Simon. Osimen. Mosi Simon. Yes. Please do not mention that. It's a look man. He looks. That's what he does. Adimola look man. That's his job to look. He's look man. He's looking. Looking at what? The goal, right? To score. He's looking He's looking at the post and playing the ball over. That is his job. He's a look man. Okay. But but look at look at this guy. Chukweze. That's a lot of attacking Ch- talent. Chukwezi reminds me. You know what Chukwezi reminds me of? The opposite of Sterling of the Euros uh, 2000 and, uh, 2021, I think, the Euros, mm-hmm. where Sterling was not doing well in his club side. But he was called for the England side and he was one of the most uh, effective players that took them to the finals. Yes. Chukwezi, on the other hand, his good in his club in the country is not good. How, ba- not. How bad is Chukwezi? Chukwezi my grandma will, will score some goals he misses my grandma will score it chukwezi should not play for nigeria at the afcon she'll come in when we're winning 2-0 3-0 and that's the reality of life and that's I rather harsh she plays for ac milan he's talented Fent, do you have any good intention for nigeria <laughs> if you have good intention for nigeria i'll tell you right now chukwezi on the bench bring in anybody look at look at this thing if you watch chukwezi in nigeria he is always dribbling out of the box into the throwing line or the corner kick place. Yes. There is no crosses for Osimen. So that's the problem right there. Chukwezi is not the right person. If I if I'm the coach, I'm gonna play anybody in that situation to bring in the crosses for Osimen because you have Osimen who's one of the best strikers in the world. So people say he's top five. You know, this is he might say okay, it's not top five. Uh, uh Boniface is better than him. This is based on form. But in terms of crosses into the box, Osimen doesn't get that. So at the end of the day, Osimen looks like it, it, it looks like he's not a good player on the pitch. But is the cross is not coming in because Chukwezi wants to be a hero, which is terrible. And then you have Lukman, who when he comes into the national team, forgets how to play football. When he comes in, he's just looking. He he's a Lukman. So I'm 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 being realistic right now. If Nigeria have any hope, we play three four three. We go out there. We do who would be who would be in goal? Let's go through the Nigeria team. Okay, Nigeria is in a, oh. a very tricky group with Cote d'Ivoire, Guinea Bissau, Equatorial Guinea. The so first have, game is against. So uh, I, I already have a lineup I've done, but let uh, me just. Um, uh, you go, I'm you, listening. You go, yeah, you 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 
you know, I'm, let me open it up to just just continue what you were saying. No, it's okay. No, no wahala. So I'm saying that Nigeria is in a very tricky group with the host uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Their first game is against Equatorial Guinea. Yes. And after that, the second game is against Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, remember that in this AFCON, out of the six groups, it's only in two groups that two teams would qualify to the knockout rounds. The remaining four groups, three teams will qualify to the knockout rounds. So it almost looks guaranteed that Nigeria would make the knockout stages. At the last AFCON, they were superb in the group stages. Then they got kicked out by Tunisia. That was a very unlikely defeat, but it happened. This time around, um, you're saying that you think Nigeria will even struggle to make it out of the group? Or what, what's, your, what's your issue here? Because if they make it out of the group, from then on, anything is possible. So, so, so you think that qualifying from the group is success? As, as a team like Nigeria, a country... If you qualify well, the, the Nigeria, the, where Afcon tournaments, Nigeria didn't even qualify. Like they won the Afcon in 2013, yes. didn't qualify for 2015. Yeah, but 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 right now, as in that was a colossal failure. That was a failure in, from the top to the bottom. That was failure. But now, yeah, but I'm saying that not making it out of group is not worse than not qualifying, is it? With the kind of uh, players we have, <laughs> let's be realistic. Come on, if okay. we if let's we, go through the team you think. Yeah. Okay. So this is so when when you look at the. Uh, the the squad list that we have, right, and and what and what we have to offer. You look at the entire the entirety of everything. Now, the goalkeepers we have are Stanley, Mwabili. Please, please, let's put Uzoho there. You can't. Uzoho is Nigeria. Blood of Jesus. <laughs> Uzoho is Nigeria's number one goalkeeper. And there's nothing anybody can do about that. <laughs> you know, this this is just comedy at this point. That's what this is. E okay. Everybody knows that a goalkeeper is not good. All right. That this is comedy, but it's so fine. who is your back three? Ozoho. Now, <laughs> okay. So the back three, I'm gonna go uh, basically with Ajayi, right? I'll play Ajayi. I'll play Calvin Bassi, who I believe is the best centre back that Nigeria has. Calvin Bassi. He's a very good player. Yes. Very good player. Uh, very adaptive reading situations. Also, is a goal threat, but Nigeria does not use him well. There was a time that they were playing him as the left back, which I was just looking at this. I was like, do you know who this guy is? Do you know what he can do? And here we have him playing as the left back. But now he's a centre back. So you play Calvin Bassi, you play Ajayi, and then you bring in Omero. Omero. Yes. Now the, the former reason, Chelsea boy. Yeah. Now the reason you are doing that is not because he's fast. Or because but we are bringing him in because of number one brute strength, and number two, you know, experience. The box and mm. then experience. He can be able to march out two of them and push them to the right di direction. So I'm going to have three of them play right there. Then you have wing backs. Yes. Now, because I'm assuming Ola Aina is at the right side. Definitely. We. I mean, and on the left side would be. We're going to on on the Sanusi? right side. We're going to, on the right side, we're going to play Aina, and then on the left side. We have to go with either we go with um Awazim or we go with uh Zaydu. Zaydu, um Zanusi. Yes. Mm. So basically that's the that's the dimension we're going with. Okay. Midfield two. <laughs> now the midfield two where you don't have uh Indidi in that situation. So in that place you're gonna play Joe Aribo and personally I would prefer that we go with 
Frank Onyeka is ahead of Iwobi. I will bring Iwobi as a substitute. Interesting. The reason I'm doing that is not because Iwobi is not good, but because Iwobi is an impact player. I don't see Iwobi as a player that can that can hold the the 90 minutes in terms of an Afcon game. Now in the in the Premier League and all those places, he's good. He, he can do all those kind of stuff. But at the Afcon, you need strength. Look at when when he came on against Tunisia in the last Afcon. It was a disaster. Mm. It was a disaster. So. I'm going to bring the Wobi for effect. If there's if there's anything happening, I need to score a goal and an assist. I need somebody to win the game. I bring the Wobi. So, so for you, Joe Aribo and Onyeka. I'm going to play Joe Aribo. And the front three would be now. My front three is where the problem is going to be, because people are looking at this and saying Chukwueze should play on the right. But because of what I've seen from Chukwueze in the past, I will put him on the bench. Okay. Up front is going to be Victor Simen. Mm -hmm. On the left, I have to go with the look the look man. Okay, <laughs> I have to go with the look one. Okay, because Musa does not have legs again to play 90 minutes. Okay, personally, I would have said Musa, but Musa, the legs are not there to go 90 minutes. Maybe That's we can fair. break him up later. So, the look man will play on the left, and then on the right, I'm gonna go with Ian Acho. And the reason I'm playing Ian Acho on the right is, is this Ian Acho is um, a guy that can. Uh, come in and help Osimen in the middle. And Ola Aino is very adept in both running for the attack and tracking back. Mm. It's almost impossible, but it's possible sometimes, but it's almost impossible to catch him um, off guard. Because if you watch the match against Arsenal where he marked Saka, Saka was out of the game for a long, of, uh, for a long period of the time. So Ola Aino is, to me, he's a dependable guy that can run in for the attack, come back for defense. So as a result of that, he will run that wing like Marcelo used to run in with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, oh where Ronaldo enters inside. That's what I'm seeing. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing right now. So Ola Aino will run the wing. He can't do that. He has the legs for that. He has the he has the lungs for that. He can run. You mentioned that Ola Aino and Marcelo in the same sentence. I'm, see, I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying like I'm just saying like he has the lungs no, and he can trap no back. So 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 Ian Achard goes into the box most of the time to help uh, Osimen and he's a good passer of the ball. For he's you, do you passer. think so? Do you think that that's your Afcon winning team in this Nigeria? If I play this team, maybe we we'll get to the quarterfinals. Maybe yes. Sicho, listening to him, it looks like Nigeria's problems pass one or no. Well, not necessarily, but they are got you problems. sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not necessarily. Nigeria know how they're, to score goals. Right, you, can, you can score goals. To, but they don't keep clean sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't score. You can't keep clean sheets. <laughs> so not necessarily. Let's not. A let's seven, not. A seven. Yeah, <laughs> you can't score. You can't keep clean sheets. They, they, they can score goals. Uh, they have more. I think. I think the attack is more dynamic. Could be more dynamic than ours. In, in, with some respects. In, in some respects. But um, listen, Nigeria's problem has got to do with um, the fixation on 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 how the team should set set up instead of the fixation on how the team should gel we know the problem that they've got they've got a goalkeeping problem which has a ripple effect on the back line mm -hmm. and they've got some very good individuals there but i've said this before that when your goalkeeper is not good enough it doesn't matter how good your defenders are it creates a certain level of doubt in their minds it so does the freedom with which they would have defended if they had a better goalkeeper behind them that has a problem now because they are not too confident about who is behind them and when the goalkeeper is not in good shape, that goalkeeper himself will focus so much on his game that he might not be able to organize the back as he should be. So Nigeria's goalkeeping problem has a ripple effect on the back line. However, yes, if you want to go with the back three, which I think I've, I've also said that Nigeria maybe should, should look at not playing the 
442 or the 433 because of the limitations they've got in the middle of the park. And if they go and play the the back three system, as he said, um, the back three could work because and, and, and the back three could work for me because in the midfield, then Sanusi, who is very comfortable with the ball and coming into central areas, as well as Ola Aina, provides a certain level of cover in midfield. Mm. It doesn't matter who you play for Nigeria. Moses Simon is not a good cross of the ball. Chukweze, he won't even cross. Chukweze is not a good cross of the ball. He won't even cross. Uh, Ademola Lukman is not a great cross of the ball. And you don't want Ihiya Nacho to be the one crossing the ball. So what that back three and the wing backs would offer you is Ola Aina is about their better cross of the ball in the teams, about the best cross of the ball alongside Sanusi. Now, if you play them as wing backs, I will still play Chukweze because he wouldn't have to, again, necessarily have to be extremely wide. Mm. But what he can do is, because his left foot is on the right, his runs can actually take away defenders from that right-hand side for Ola Aina to attack those paces and cross them. And, and, and the, last, the last time Nigeria were at the AFCON, we actually saw it happening. The reason why Ola Aina would go that high up the pitch was because on that width, the winger on that side was not hugging the line. Mm. But on Moses Simon's side, Moses Simon was hugging the line. So Sanusi was almost as safe. Nigeria would at times turn into a back three because the two centre-backs would be there. Sanusi wouldn't overlap as high as Ola Aina would. And Moses Simon would hug that line. So I think they have to find a system that accommodates their weakness but also brings out the best. And Osimhen is not necessarily a cross kind of striker. Mm. You play the ball to his feet, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Osimhen doesn't always thrive on service. He can create these things himself. And it's not the static number nine who is going to wait for the balls to come to him. He himself can be striker. involved in the game. And if Osimhen can be involved in the game, then Moses Simon or Lukman or Chukweze should be making the runs off him. And I think Nigeria have got their limitations, but they've got something to work with. I don't think they are good enough to win it, but I think they've got something to work with. All right, interesting. Uh, let's go on to the line now and speak to two other people that have joined us. Uh, one has joined us all the way from Cote d'Ivoire, Abidjan <coughs> specifically, and the other one has joined us from Kumasi, New Adams and uh, John Boafo uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, on the line. New, how are you? I'm very fine, sorry. I've been told you are here in Accra. You didn't come to the studio. I'm not in a crap. I'm just lied in your name. You like lying too much. Wait, wait, wait. No, where are you? No, where are you? It's not in a crap. It doesn't matter. I'm not in a crap yet, but I'm getting closer to a crap. That's all. He's not in a crap. Why do they lie? Why do they lie? You don't know apologize to you. They still lie. Stop lying. You apologize to you. You fake a poor with the talk. You just came back from praying and you are lying to me. Shame on you. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, 
you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Imagine. Uh, what about John? Uh, John, are you with us? I eat a crowd of Abiyad. No, John is an Abiyad. <laughs> This one, too, I come to that. All right. I, I think John gave us two, so I think he's just set up and I stepped away from his phone a little bit. But, um, Nuhu, because you're on the phone and you're traveling, I want to do this before you leave. Now, look at this. Uh, th we're talking about Group A here. The, yeah, I don't know how much you heard from the Nigerian in the studio. He, he almost seems like he's lost a bit of hope in Nigeria. He doesn't think they will do well. Um, Sicho says they have problems. Uh, I'll ask John Boafa about Cote d'Ivoire. But let's talk about the other teams that you tend to pay attention to. Guinea-Bissau and Equatorial Guinea. Nigeria's first game is against Equatorial Guinea, who came into the AFCON demanding that they be paid 6,000 euros per match, irrespective of the outcome. They're not a team that necessarily does well at the AFCON, but the last one, they caused a bit of an upset. How much should Nigeria be afraid of Equatorial Guinea's impact? Yeah, um, Equatorial Guinea is a tricky side, you know. Um, they've, they've, I think they've, they've made only two appearances um, in the African Cup of Nations, or let's say three, because in 2012 they played as um, hosts, and co-hosts with Gaon, and then um, they hosted the... the uh, after, after that, they couldn't qualify again, and then last edition, they, they, they qualified. That was the first time they played Afghan outside their country. So, for, for Equatorial Guinea, I think they, they are a side you can never underrate or you can underestimate. It's going to be a tricky game for Nigeria because majority of these players are playing outside of Africa. And most of the players, I think most all of them, were born and raised in Europe. So, they have that European mentality. Um, they, they, they have that temperament to face any side they think um, they can play against. You look at them in the Afghan and World Cup qualifiers, you realize uh, they don't fear anything. Yes, they, 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 they were demanding of um, for 6,000 6, euros um, per game or per match, irrespective of the outcome. These are gimmicks. You, you pay attention to these um, stories or side shows. And they'll take advantage and beat you when they face you on the field. Um, they, they, they have a very good team. 
majority of the players who were in the last action are still around. Emilio Isway, who is the captain, is still around. Um, they have Ivan Salvador, who is making a third appearance for for Equatorial Guinea at Afton. They have a majority of the players. The goalkeeper Jesus Omono is also um, available. They have Carlos Acapo, who plays in the Spanish Premier Liga. They have Saul Koku, who also plays in the La Liga. So you look at this um, blend of players with up and coming once and you realize the team you, you can never underestimate. You realize, I think the last half con we watched them against against Cote d'Ivoire. We watched them against um, countries like Tunisia and they, they, they gave us one of the uh, I think one of the exciting games at the Afcon in Cameroon. So Equatorial Guinea yes you do, they don't have that name on the continent. But on the field of play they will create a lot of problems for any opponent they face. Okay, very well. Uh, no, hold on for me. I'll come to you uh, again. Uh, but let me go to John Boafo, who is joining us now. He's joined us from Abidjan. He's looking, he's uh, joined us from a, a football pitch, looking greener than anything I've seen here in Ghana. Peter Chimezi uh, can disagree all he wants, but the truth is that where John Boafo is right now is probably not even an Afghan training pitch, and yet it looks much greener, much better than that crash post. John, for the purposes of our listeners, uh, where where are you? Um, yeah, good afternoon, everyone. Um, Fento, thanks for having me on, on board. I am currently in Songong, which is about an hour away outside of, of Abidjan, in a site called Ivo Academy. So it's a football academy that's here. And they have seven pitches, and I can assure you that all the seven pitches look like this. Um, so I, I figured that to put your listeners and also those who are watching by video in in the rhythm and in the in the atmosphere of the Afghan, I figured I'd come to a nice pitch too, so you guys can know what you will be able to look at when you make yourself um, when you make your way to to Kujiva for Afghan that starts tomorrow. All right, very well. Um, so you're at the football academy, like you indicated, just an hour outside of Abidjan. But let's talk about um, let's talk about preparation so far in Cote d'Ivoire. What the atmosphere is like. This Afghan should have happened two years ago. Uh, CAF, of course, took that and gave it to Cameroon. They gave Cameroon's version to Egypt, and Cote d'Ivoire actually went to the Court of Arbitration for a sport to protest uh, about that decision. But now uh, we're being told that, in fact. Cote d'Ivoire are very grateful that the AFCON was moved forward by two years because it's allowed them to prepare much better. From what you've seen, just how ready are Cote d'Ivoire for this AFCON? I think those last two years were really crucial because uh, I can assure you that a couple of years ago we would not have been ready to host the AFCON. Right now they've refurbished the, all the stadiums that were already existing and they ha also had the time to build the stadium which is going to host the the first match tomorrow so it's a beautiful stadium with about sixty thousand people seated there i went there uh for one of the matches uh recently against uh cameroon a couple years ago and it's a beautiful pitch it's a beautiful stadium a modern stadium and what's they've been able to do in terms of infrastructure in the last couple of years is they've been really 
able to think about everything, the logistics that goes around having 60,000 people being able to go and sit in the stadium and everything in terms of the traffic, the security, all that, they've been able to have some friendlies and work on it. So now we're more than ready and the infrastructures are built, the roads are built and the security will be top and tomorrow is going to be a great celebration uh, for the kickoff of, of AFCON tomorrow. And Ghana will also be based in Abidjan, obviously, in the, and they'll play in the Hofie Bonnier Stadium. I think that's 40,000 capacity. Um, you know, we, everybody always talks about the, uh, the, the, the Ghanaian community in Abidjan. You look at, apart from, let's say, the fans that Ghana might bring and those that would be coming from across the border, what's the nature of the support like for the Black Stars since they arrived there uh, two days ago? So, I think most of the public hasn't been able to see the Black Stars so far. They've trained a couple times uh, in one of the eight uh, training sites that they have in Abidjan. So, the organizing committee basically worked on 24 places, one per team. Um, so, the training, training um, areas. And Ghana is in one of the eight ones which are based in, in, in Abidjan. Um, so I don't think there's been my, that much interaction with the Black Stars, but from the pictures and the videos and then from having people who also were there when the Black Stars touched down, everyone is really, really excited. I mean, you have seen it firsthand also on X or Twitter, um, the amount of fervor that has gone around the Black Star touching down from little things like what they were wearing to the dances that were there. Everyone's really excited about it. Um, like I was saying, the other day, Ghana being the brother or the cousin of, of Cote d'Ivoire, a lot of people will be supporting Ghana. I've been going around and uh, a couple of people who know that I'm Ghanaian are saying, you know, they're, they're up for um, supporting Cote d'Ivoire and they're also up for supporting Ghana as well. So I think that Ghana also being in Abidjan, they'll have a lot of support. Uh, most of the Ghanaian uh, community in, in Cote d'Ivoire are based in, in Abidjan. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, I was in the Ghana embassy, and they were really excited about the prospect of of, of, of having the Black Stars come, come to town as well. So everyone's really excited for the Afghan in general, for Cote d'Ivoire, but also there's going to be a huge support for Ghana as they, they kick off their, their Afghan journey on, on Sunday. And, and one of the things that we saw uh, on the timelines, obviously, is uh, this is a bit of an on, on the lighter note. Andre, I use wife is being on uh, Ivorian television, uh, whipping up a bit of support for, for her husband. She's Ivorian, um, and she was asked what team she'd be supporting. She said she's backing her husband. I mean, what kind of an ambassador is she really? Is that is that like a big talk there about the fact that you know she's uh, she's uh, you know, she's whipping up support for the Black Star and that kind of thing. Is that is that a big deal in, in, in Ivorian media over there? No, it's not really a, a big deal, to be honest. Um, I saw the, the video that you posted. Um, Canal Plus has a channel that they've made which is just dedicated to AFCON, and that content came on that. But um, I think that most people also from Cote d'Ivoire or that live in Cote d'Ivoire are also from from other countries within the region. So there's a lot of Burkina Bays, there's a lot of Senegalese, there's a lot of Guinea, Guineans. So 
it's not really it doesn't come as a shock that an Ivorian will will support Ghana, and I I personally will also be supporting Ivory Coast because I live here, and then my wife being uh, married to Ghanaian and being Ivorian, she also supports Ghana. So I think there's a permutation, and people are are just excited that it's going to start, and you know if the team goes out, maybe they'll find another team to jump on. John, are you are you sure? Are you sure you're safe? Are you, it's not a are you are you safe? Are you, if you if you're not safe, safe. <laughs> you can win twice. Are you safe? Are you safe? Are you safe at home? Were you told to say this or else? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm safe at home. Currently, my wife is traveling. She's in Namibia. She said that she'll come back for the quarterfinals, and then we'll we'll see what happens then. So hopefully, Ghana will be able to play against Cote d'Ivoire, and then maybe it's going to be a split household. The, the time of 90 minutes and then we'll, we'll get back kiss my kiss and, and make up but <laughs> the worst case scenario I'll move back to and I'll come and live with you friends <laughs> that's fine that's fine you're always welcome back home um, one last <laughs> okay. thing uh, for you Cote d'Ivoire uh, hosting the tournament uh, you interact with Cote d'Ivoire's football people what are the realistic expectations like on this team because no host nation has won the AFCON since Egypt hosted and won it in 2006 what is the genuine, realistic expectation on this uh, Elephants team? So Ivorians are a, uh, they're a fun population and they're fun to be around. And they also take them, they don't really take themselves too seriously. So the majority of the Ivorians expect to not win. In fact, um, there's a running joke that Ivorians are used to losing. So if we lose, it's good. If we win, we'll all be surprised. So that's the general sentiment uh, in the country. But on a more serious note, the team has uh, is, is, a, is a good squad. Um, there were a little bit of controversy around the Zaha not being picked, but that was already um, preempted a couple weeks before the final list came out. So no one is really surprised that he didn't make that final list. Um, everyone's really supporting the team. Even Zaha came out and, and posted a, a, uh, a message really supporting the, the team des Elephants. Um, and I think that the, the general population would love for uh, Cote d'Ivoire to win, but there's no real expectation or mega pressure for them to win. I think the pressure will come from the team them itself and the coaches. They will want to not disappoint the, the home crowd, but the home crowd will just be happy to, to, to see them play well and go as far as possible. My prediction is they will probably end up going into the semifinals and then uh, and then probably crashing out there. Uh, I might be wrong, but that, that's my prediction for now. Very well. John, we appreciate your time. Uh, thank you truly for joining us here on Game Plan. Uh, we will hopefully uh, on Sunday when the tournament starts tomorrow, and then on Sunday when the Black Stars play, uh, you you know you would be uh, you would be in a match because when Ghana wins, obviously I'm sure you walk around with Ghana flag wrapped around your your head and, and enjoying the streets of Ivision. But thank you very much, uh, John Boa for thanks, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely, it's a Ghanaian football uh, scout uh, lips uh, works in Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, Daniel, you had um, uh, you you had John there. Uh, about the expectations of Cote d'Ivoire. He says there's not a lot of expectation on the team to actually win from the fans and not putting pressure on them. But you and I have spoken about this Ivorian team and your feeling is that their team is actually really strong. Look, they are really strong. For the first time in a long time, I think they have a complete team. Um, they've always looked good on paper, like the Nigerians, but 
they've they've over the especially in the past few years let me say from um maybe the 2017 afghan till now their team has always consistently lack quality in some areas but this time around i think it's 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 slowly beginning to come together and they have that fine blend of of youth and experience um you look at the back line they have some really good names in there uh, really experienced names in there serge ori and the likes experience he's been there he's done that you come to the the midfield and i think that's what has taken shape the midfield is what has taken shape for for the ivorians um with seko fofana you have sangari you have uh, frankesi you have uh, jean michel seri these guys complement each other in 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 years past it hasn't really been it hasn't uh, uh, necessarily really be complementary in the midfield of Cote d'Ivoire. But this time around, it seems like it's coming together. And it's the attack that is, is very interesting for me. Um, they have a recognized center forward this time around in Halle. Um, yes, you might look at his club form and be a bit doubtful, but he's a sort of striker where if you if you provide the, the service for him, you certainly put the ball in the back of the net. And they have really good creative guys in and around him. On the wings, you have the likes of Simon Indingra, um, you have even Nicolas Pepe, who when he works, wears a Cote d'Ivoire jersey, is a completely different player. So it, it just it just shows you the 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 sort of talent they have when they name a, a 27 man squad and they leave out Rofred Zaha, who is on form. They can tell you that look, they don't need him. They really don't need him to provide any spark because they have that quality in their team all around. So for me, look, if there's anything lacking in their team, it's it's a goalkeeper. Um, that has been problematic even from the last Afcon. But I just feel like, and especially because, you see, this Ivorian team over the years, they've shown that they, they thrive under pressure. When that expectation is high, they know how to deliver. I'll take you back to the last AFCON, when on the last group game, they needed to beat Algeria to, to seal a, a place in the, in, the, in the last 16. And that was their best performance at the competition. They absolutely turned up in that game. You go previous AFCONs, and it's no... no uh, uh, surprises that they almost consistently make semi-final and final appearances because this is a team that they know how to live up to the expectation and live up to the big uh, moment. So, for me, look, I know we've just had, what, is it 33% of hosts winning the competition? We've not had a host winning the competition since 2006. But for me, the Ivory Coast are my prime favorites for this one. And especially because the rest of the big boys, for me, are all on the decline. Mm. Senegal are on the decline. Um... Morocco, are they, are they this are they Senegal are on the decline. The 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 core of their team, the spine of their team, are is not. They are not the guys they used to be. Mendy is not the goalkeeper he used to be. Koulibaly is not the defender he used to be. You go to the midfield, Ghana. In fact, their midfield has changed as it stands. Is the Lamine, the boy who plays at, uh, at Mets, the Crepin young Diata? No, no, no. Because Crepin, Crepin Diata is also coming um, back into the team. It's Lamine something. I've forgotten his 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 surname, but he plays with uh, the Tottenham Hotspur boy. Uh, Mala um, Sa sign in, in the middle of the park. So Ghana Gay comes in and out. Yes, he's you he obviously give you that seniority and that experience. But Ghana Gay himself is not a player that he used to be an up front and they don't have a recognized center for it. They've struggled with that over the years. It looked like Bamba Dieng was slowly getting his his uh, uh, foothold on that. Lamin Kamara. Lamin Kamara, yes, yeah. yes, Lamin Kamara. But uh, Bamba is not a player he used to be and uh, 
actually if you are if you are going to a competition and your 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 top striker not necessarily top striker but the guy you'll be relying on for goals through the middle is Nicholas Jackson and Charlie Smoy. <laughs> on top of that, Daniel, and that's a fair point. On top of that, the last time they won the Afcon, where was Mandy? Mandy playing Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Where was uh, Koulibaly? Napoli. Napoli. Where was uh, Mani? Mani was at Liverpool. Ghana was, was at PSG. Where was uh, Abdul Diallo? He was at, I think, Bayern Munich or PSG. PSG yeah. Now they've all gone to Saudi. So they've kind of dipped a little bit in terms of the intensity of the leagues they play in. So you do have a valid point when you say that Senegal's team is no longer as strong as it used to be. So for you, Cote d'Ivoire, it is. All right, let's move the conversation on then. Um, I, I want to... I don't know who are you still there? Yeah. Yes. Quick word on Senegal um, before we move on to Group B. Um, uh, sorry, on, on Cote d'Ivoire, the host nation. Daniel thinks that they are one of his favorites to win the competition, if not his absolute favorites. Yeah, I, I, I will side with um, Daniel. Uh, of all my previews, I've, I've added Cote d'Ivoire to the favorite to win the tournament. To look at the sort of squad. They have the sort of coach they have at the bench. That's um, Jean-Louis Gasset. Um, and you watch uh, the, the, the recent matches, you realize that they, they are building a very solid team. Um, especially infusing in... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Um, the, the, the young stars like Karim Konati, Simon Aguilera, and the other players. So, pretty much name a 27 match squad without uh, Zaha to tell you the sort of quality they have in, in those positions. So, I think Ivory Coast have what it takes to win the African Cup of Nations, and they also have the number 12 man. That's the fact. Whether you like it or not, it's every Ivory Coast match, we are expecting a fully packed stadium, and that is always, always going to have an impact on their play. So, clearly, I will post uh, uh, coming as a favorite and as John Wafo predicted, you, you should expect I will post in the last four. Yes, to go ahead and win, I think they need to um, double up effort. But I think they have the quality, they have everything to win um, after 2023. Very well, Nuhu. Uh, you're listening to Game Plan 99.7, Joe FM. Also on Hit 103.9, show is brought to you, of course, by Patreon Saw. Uh, also, a key reminder that tomorrow night is at 6 p.m. is the uh, the Swag Awards, the prestigious and longest-running award event in Ghana. Uh, will be under the distinguished patronage of the Vice President of the Republic of Ghana, His Excellency Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. So come, let's celebrate our sports legends like never before with high life 
sensation Kofi Kenata and Singathon Queen Ifua Santuai Jonum also performing. The 48 Nguvu Swag Awards is sponsored by Nguvu Mining Limited, Ghana Civil Aviation Authority, Goyle Ghana, National Lottery Authority, Stambic Bank, SES HD Plus, Multi Guinness, Trillium Industries Limited. And also, of course, remember the Swag Awards comes off uh, Friday, January 12th. Actually, that's tonight. Uh, I beg your pardon, not tomorrow. At the Accra uh, International Conference Center, you can contact 0244-280-8024 for sponsorship tickets and details. The 48 Swag Awards, another time to celebrate sports excellence, of course. Um, guys, let's talk about Group B then, because that's where record winners Egypt are, and that's where everybody's favorite Ghana is uh, as well. Then there's <laughs> Mozambique, and then there is Cape Verde. Uh, Gary L. Smith has also joined us here on the show. Gary, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you one, one hour of TV, one hour of radio. Yeah, you've Talk been doing it. a lot of work in, in terms of previews. Uh, Muftar Nabila is wearing a Ghana jersey, yeah. so only natural that I ask him what his confidence <laughs> level is. <laughs> <laughs> you did a whole, you did a whole uh, Afcon preview this morning yeah, as well yeah. uh, in your uh, in your Ghana jersey. Yeah. But talk to me about what your own expectations of this team is, really, in this group in particular. Well, um, I don't know. I I find it very difficult to accept that the Black Stars might not go through this group. Um, As a third-place team cry, you <laughs> have doubts. <laughs> okay, look at Verdi. Do we have a team of the temperament of Cap Verde. I have my doubts. Mm. If we don't get a very good start in this tournament, the psyche level of the boys would drop. And we know them. Um, since Chris Hutton took over this Black Stars job, the psyche level of the boys is questionable. Mm. Right? Anytime they concede, they find it extremely... Their body language alone. And it's, it didn't just start with Chris Hilton. Mm -hmm. So, I feel that Cavetti is going to be a tough nut to crack. And if they are not able to win that game, then what happened in Cameroon will be rolling all over again. Mm. Then there is Egypt. We might, might win the last group game. We were thinking that we would win the last group game against Comoros about a year ago. Mm. Unfortunately, it never we happened. Didn't. So I, 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 I do not think these Black Stars could, could qualify out of the group. I would love to be served a humble pie um, because we all want to end that ghost that has tom uh, tormented every single Ghanaian since 1962. And if there's a group that would be able to do it... 82, you mean? 1982, yes. He says 62, Charlie. Go back. The thing's already 40. You want to add extra? You want to add extra days? Since 1962. Hey, wow. Since 1982. Where you? So, I... And Gary came up with the numbers a couple of weeks ago. And a chunk of the players do not have tournament experience. It could be a plus. It could be a minus. It could be a plus in the sense that these boys would want to write their names in indelible ink it could also be a minus because you're going into a competition you do not know what to expect mm -hmm. apart from andrea you jordan are you daniel amathe who have uh, richard ofori 
who have played in the AFCON. A chunk of these boys do not know how it feels to play in the tournament. So if they are not able to get someone who is able to drive the team along. And I listened to Osei Kufour talk about the fact that it was a plus to have Andrew Ayu in the team because he's going to be that man who would drive the boys along because this is a tournament. He is the only player and he's going to be the third player in the history of the competition to play in eight different Afghans, apart from Hassan and then uh, Rigobert Song. Mm -hmm. So he is well experienced to be able to drive these boys along. But, just but, I, I think that um, Kaverdi and then Egypt are going to be very, very difficult for the Black Stars. If they have a very good start, then qualification is guaranteed. If they don't, <laughs> well, just well, um, your expectations might, might be dumping. Interesting. Uh, Situ, prepare because I'm going to come and ask you about how you think we should line up for that game on Sunday because it's critical now um, to begin to think about how we can get the best uh, out of this team. And Daniel has been doing a lot of scouting of Cape Verde. I want to ask him what he's found. But Gary, from your point of view, uh, what would be our biggest challenge in this group? Because Egypt, oh Capo Verde, Mozambique, would it be also also our boy? Listen, I challenge you plenty. It can't challenge be one. Challenge the problem plenty. <laughs> now you want to make a wrong the you problem? You can look at the with more okay. Okay. Well, weaknesses than let me than rephrase strength. the question. Charlie. If we are to navigate this group, and trust me, it is tricky. Yes. Yeah, if we are to navigate, what would be critical? It's the same question that you are asking. You are just rephrasing Charlie, the question. Yes, I've rephrased it. He's rephrasing it with, to emphasize certain things. And the, the guys are whispering here. You can hear them whispering <laughs> here. That they are afraid. No, they are, no, they are saying that we shall. Because like if we know shall, this group is so easy. Eh? Like it's, it's not easiest though. It's not, it's not, it's not, it shouldn't be like, you know. Okay, Gary. We should go in with a plan like Kate Vett. We are going to win that one. Okay. Because you see. Can we? The, the emphasis, and I was saying this on TV a few minutes ago, is that this is a 2014 tournament. Yes. Your emphasis is to concede, especially in the group stages, mm -hmm. to concede as few goals as possible. In fact, the benchmark for winning the AFCON is now three goals conceded. Three goals conceded. In seven matches. If you concede three goals in the group stages alone, Chama, Baga. You see, so that's serious like that. Your hand go caught. You see, so you are building your defense and then you are making sure that you are being clinical. Kebed, and that we can do. You see, if we are able to do like Muftar was saying, by the time we meet Egypt, Egypt is which game? Ah, second game, second actually. Game. Second game. game. Yeah. Thursday, I think. So, oh, Jai, Munjai, sir. So, you see, the Kebed game. Ah. Oh, wait, what is wrong with them? <laughs> no, you know, the boys are here. No, wait, the Thursday is coming. They, 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 they are the <laughs> You know, so the Kebed game. It shouldn't be difficult like that. Because if you watch the way Kebet have played, they're honestly not a great team. Honestly. Yeah, but they're a dangerous but, team. But the way we have played against Komorosev... <laughs> that's what's making you afraid. That is, that is where the fear is. <laughs> so why we, we have played against, against Komoros and Madagascar. That is what... Because, you see, and the way we even played against Namibia, we played, what, two holding midfielders mm. against Namibia at home. Oh, boga. And we still didn't dominate like that. We didn't dominate like that. And Kebet, God, why is home? You see, so it has to be. 
It has to be. Prosper is on record to have said the weather will favor us. Mm. <laughs> he wanted to go to South Africa. Very true. You see, so my, my challenges are that I have a couple of challenges. One, how we set up. Mm-hmm. Two, Chris Uting is basically the same thing. Yeah. I believe strongly that if we have a decent coach, um, 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 I say Muftal. Uh, I say Fatal. Fentu. Look, you went to Muftal. Fentu, one Fentu, you went to Muftal, went to Fatal. So that's my challenge. <laughs> my biggest problem with the team is actually Chris Hutting. Interesting. I, I'm going to ask, that's why I've, I've asked you to prepare. Yeah. Chris Hutting. Situ. Because we don't have a bad squad. Though. Yes. You oh. know, before I come to Situ, actually, let me ask Daniel. You, you you told me yesterday how much you've been watching Kevin. How much have you been watching them? Charlie, I do scars in the whole week. <laughs> you put pen and pen and paper. Ah, the whole week. <laughs> ah, what, what, what was it Romadi played? Was it Wednesday? Wednesday. Yes. So Wednesday, around like nine something, I was watching the Kevin. I was sitting I was like, ah. There's something else happening somewhere. This afternoon, I saw somewhere Romadi. Like Romadi was supposed to be playing a game. <laughs> What's going on? Then first I went on Twitter, I went to check. I was like, ah, it's true. Remember, they're actually playing a game. Are you were too I went to check. Charlie, I went to check. I was 3 3. I said, wow. Then I saw your tweet that Liverpool to your press. I said, ah, Liverpool to is playing. Kevin, <laughs> 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 <Charlie, laughs> you're amazing, Kevin. When Afghan is coming in, yeah. see, these blasters, I love them too much. This one, has a blasters <laughs> problem. So, what dangers do Kevin pose, pose to our team? <laughs> That's no, the, the question. They are very dangerous on the wide areas. Okay. Very, very dangerous. They are captain, left-footed guy, Mendes. Yes. And then Bibi. Those guys are very dangerous. And you see, it will be dangerous if we set up in a certain way. And I think Citro, so I'll, 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 I'll lay the foundation for Citro to continue. Exactly. Thank it will be dangerous. Back. Thank you. It will be very dangerous if we set up in a back four. Because that will help them isolate our fullbacks. And on a one-on-one, Bibi is taking on Gideon Mensa all day. He, he has that trickery in his back. He can make uh, things happen. On the other side to uh, Mendes. And you see, especially for Mendes, he has that, that ability to drop and as in drift into the box. And he's very dangerous on the ball. He won't score a lot. And when you look at his, the profile of games, the uh, number of games he's played, the goals he scored, he doesn't score a lot. But he has this knack of scoring very important goals. And a goal against Ghana at Anafcon is a very important goal. Mm-hmm. He has that... His, his reading of the box, if you look at his movement, when you look at the games he's played and you, you watch him in particular, you can tell that he can cause a lot of problems for, for the Black Stars. But what I was looking at, what I usually do when I'm looking at opposition teams is looking at where we can hurt them. That's right. And in as much as they're a very dangerous team on the counter-attack, they seem to have this very high line. So they are not your low block counter sort of. Team. They won't sit back. They won't sit back. Mm-hmm. They will, they try to force you to make mistakes, and in transition, they are very dangerous. And with the pace we have up front, um, I I I think we can worry if we can get those balls in behind. It can it, it can worry. Look, Inyaki is, is there. Kudus is there. They can capitalize on that. And for me, the most the most telling weakness that this Kibbeh team has is from wide areas, from crosses. Mm. They've considered quite an or they considered quite a number of goals from crosses in their qualifying games. Okay. So <clears throat> I have the, the Charlie. All right. I have the, the scouting report. <laughs> when Daniel picks his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the two goals uh, they uh, away against uh, Burkina Faso. They lost two 0 Both goals came from crosses. 
then um you remember the togo did a comeback win against yes. them yeah they took a two nil togo did a comeback win against them togo stayed goal also came from a, a cross and uh, the first goal they considered against uh, central african republic was a cross then you go back to the end of 2021 the two goals home and away that they considered against nigeria also from crosses so that's an um, one two three four five six so six games they've played six com- no eight competitive games they've played from the end of uh 2021 mm-hmm. up until now that's qualifying games not friendlies so afcon qualifiers and then um world cup qualifiers and that is six goals they are conceding from crosses so it shows you and there's a variety of crosses they are not necessarily high crosses or low crosses they so seem these to are not like headers not necessarily headers, yeah but when the balls when the ball is coming from, from wide areas, areas they struggle to, to deal with that to deal mm. with that so if we can get and i think that's so i've laid the, the, the foundation i've gone against fallback in terms of the, uh, defending how we can isolate our fullbacks yeah. and then also getting quality from the wide areas quality balls from the wide areas if we can the beat our fullbacks or our white men can get in some really quality balls into the box. I think we can hit them. Actually, I'm going to ask you. I asked Sutro how he would set up, but for you, from what you've seen, how do you think we should line up? Oh, I, 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 I hinted it last week. For me, the basics. Look, we have a serious problem when it comes to our defense, and Chris Hutton is trying to solve that with two defensive midfielders. That won't work. It has showed us it's counterproductive because we don't create anything. We still end up conceding goals. Mm-hmm. We're a bit too open. Um, for the Black Stars, we've seen them very compact in the three-back. And we're not talking about... We're talking about the instances when they've used it. I, I saw some uh, uh, tweets out there during the week talking about the matches where the Black Stars used. It was a very smart way of putting it. So the person said, we used a three-back against Brazil. We considered three goals. That is very false because we use it in the it second half. It doesn't, half, doesn't not tell the full story. It doesn't tell the full story. Mm-hmm. So the instances where we've used it, the scenarios where we've used it, we've looked very compact against uh, Portugal up until... Uh, Salisu considered a penalty where he's in a three-back. The changes came in and we changed that shape. We've looked very compact in the three-back. And we have three very good centre-backs who complement themselves in that three-back. Salisu, Jigo, and then Amati. You go with that. For the wing-backs, and I think that's where most people have a problem with the wing-backs, especially on the right-hand side, because Tariq Lamte is in there. But Shindla is very used to that position. He's a natural right-winger. He's played a right uh, wing-back. In fact, what he's not used to is playing as a right-back, a, a traditional right-back. So if you're going to go three-back, I think Shindla will do that job and do a brilliant day. Um, even Dennis Odwe can can do a job at wing-back. Uh, Gideon Mensah Street is, is playing as a, a left wing-back. The then midfield is the, the midfield problematic two. area. Yeah, the midfield two, I'll go with Baba and, and uh, Baba Idrisu and then Majid Ashimero. No Salis? No. No Salis because, you see, in as much as... I, I'm not choosing personnel. He's choosing functions. Functions. Uh, yes, profiles. Needs, yeah, profiles. Mm. <laughs> Players who, when you look at them, you just know they can work together. So, in your opinion, Baba and Ashimero works? It works. Mm. It works perfectly. Better than Salis and Ashmeru, for example. Better than Salis and Ashmeru. Better than Pate and Baba. Better. They don't operate in the same zones. They are very complementary. Uh, Baba will sit deep. He will tidy up. He keeps it safe. Very safe passing. Um, Ashmeru likes to operate from the middle areas, entering into the final third. That's where he can be more adventurous. That's when. And you see, when he when he looks back and he has that cover of Baba. He, he's he's free to do what he wants to do, and of course the back three also he gives you that defensive solidity. So who and are then your the front, front three? three. Mm. The, f- the front three, you know me. Jordan are you first? Inyaki and then Kudus. Thank you. On Close the to it. no, not on the wings. Jordan and uh, Kudus 
very close in because we have wing backs who yeah, give us the width. Yeah. So they are closing to Inyaki. You see, the three of them, when you look at it, rotate. They are, they'll be very comfortable playing in each position. So those those combinations will work. And it will make us a bit more exciting and exciting and mm. get more goals yeah. actually against <laughs> Kevin and Mozambique you have to win you the can't go only there. problem Central. with what you are saying uh, Mr. Hilton on fact Sicho building on Daniel's point what changes would you make to that team none really <laughs> you think coach Daniel Cranting has coach DK no I think no, I, no, no. I think he said Scout DK. he said exactly what the same and basically the reasons what why I would have given for choosing the back three and everything and the way the front will line up and everything. So I don't think I'd make any change. Will he didn't do it? <laughs> well, if he does, I'll be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That, 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 that's not because he's not capable. That's because no, he's, no, not, he's, he's not, not capable. You just don't think he would. He just yeah, he's not sure. Sure. He's the, the, reason why, the reason why I'll be surprised is because he has not tried it. Yeah, mm-hmm. since he became the Blasters coach, that is true. That is true. And when he had the when he had opportunity of trying the team against Namibia and Kumasi, he still didn't try it. So I'll be surprised. I think it's the best way to go, but I'll be surprised if on match day one he tries something we've not seen him try at any competitive level before. What is he most likely to do? He's more likely to go with the back four. Um. Perhaps he's going to pick Salisu and Amate. Jiku might not start. Ali Duseidu will play because he likes to play safe. Gideon Mensah obviously will be his preferred left back. It's likely to go into the middle of the park with Elijah Owusu and then uh, Salis and Baba, Baba yeah. Ijuisu. Yeah. It's likely to play Mohamed Kudus as a number 10. He's likely to play um, Jordan White. Jordan, Jordan White as a winger mm-hmm. and Inyaki as a winger and maybe Samenyo down the middle. Or pencil as a winger Inaki down the middle and, and Samenyo coming off the bench I think that's that is based on based on his, his track record with yeah the team yeah yeah of course and the consistency with the which he's mm. I, I think it's, it's more likely to go with this which in my opinion would give us a lot of problems yeah. I, I think the one thing that I know he will do for sure uh, is that in that back if he's playing a back four he's definitely benching Salisu what about his goalkeeper who should be his goalkeeper I think that is pretty clear why do you think he's benching Salisu? Uh, I think he's benching Salisu because he's, perf- he's just more comfortable with those two. Who? He's only had them. Jiku. I think, I think the only, the, he, he's not That's had Jiku. He's not necessarily had Salisu in the period. In fact, no, he's, he's not. But when has come, he's not had Salisu yet. He's not had Salisu. No, no, he's not. Yeah. When he's had him, like you said, he had another op- an op- a big opportunity to do that, to play him against Namibia. He brought yeah. him up. Uh, he brought him in. Uh, deep into the second I agree. half, so you could go with Amate and then. Yeah, and, so and I feel like it's probably which more for me, but I also think in truth, it's a better back to combination than Salisu and anyone else. In yeah. terms of the profiles, isn't it? It's just on the profile and where they because on uh, on on uh, it, uh, on top of your mind, not on paper, but on top of your mind, you are thinking that Jiku and Salisu is a fit because they are both young. Two plays on the place, left, two plays on the right, but. Jiku absolutely likes playing in the position where Salisu thrives. Yeah. Which is on the left Which side of on center the back. So the only one right-sided center back we've got in the team is Nicolas Opoku and uh, Amate. Uh, Amate. Amate. But Amate, of course, is always going to be preferred over Opoku. So, and, and when, to be fair again, when you've played the back two and it's looked a bit solid, it's been between Jiku on the left and Amate on the right. He yeah. hasn't involved Salisu and either of those. Interesting. But, friends, right. you... Yeah. you you made a statement that the, the goalkeeping is quite obvious. 
look, that's a problem. Yeah, exactly. But the problem that you are about to state is with the fact that it's obvious, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a who do you have in post? Look. Ofori just started the games against Central Africa Republic and Comoros. He was out completely. It was Lawrence Atizigi who was always in post. And all of a sudden we have Ofori and then um, uh, Wolakov uh, uh, no, back into the team. So I I do not think it's that straightforward I, for I the goalkeeping I, position. I think when I look at everything, it, it appears to me he absolutely prefers Ofori. Listen, if, look, Chris, if Chris makes, I wish I could say, if Chris makes some of the five, that happened behind the if scenes, Chris right, makes fine. more than four changes to the team that played in Namibia, I'll be stunned. Really? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, if no, no, what? If Chris makes more than four changes to the team that plays, played Namibia, I'll be stunned. I think Curtis Dafa is out for Kudus. Then we are in problem, mm-hmm. right? But is fit to start? Of course, he's no, if he, if could is available and fit, some, yeah. rumors, some of the rumors I've heard are not clear. Every other person perhaps keeps his position, okay. and maybe hey, no, no, don't maybe, do that. Maybe, no, don't do no, that. I'm saying no. Charlie, don't do that. That's, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Charlie, don't give me. Okay, guys. Okay, My problem with the goalkeeping is look. The two centre backs and the goalkeeper they thrive on relationships. True. Over the past, let me say since 2021, since Milo, that's when we started seeing Jiku and Amati. Those two have been able to build a relationship. When it was Jiku Amate, it was Wallacott in post. Mm-hmm. Post uh, Afcon, the disaster in Cameroon, going into the World Cup qualifiers, the two Nigeria games, it was Wallacott. Yes. Getting to the World Cup, they took him out, Atizigi came in. No, he got he injured. Got, he got, he injured. got injured. Yes. Atizigi came in. Atizigi has been in post from then up until, I think, the second... Central African Republic. Yeah, Central African Republic game. Why he came out of his booth and the mm-hmm. Then, uh, this guy has come in. Ufuri has come in. We are chopping and changing too much. Yeah. And you see, you chop and change when either the guy who is in post hits some very, very poor form or the options are way better. And if that is not the case, you don't change. Because look at all the top teams in the world. You, especially the goalkeeping position. You don't do it like that. Because you see, the, the, the goalkeeper is the first line of organization. He sees the back line. So... If he's built slowly building that relationship, so if it is Wolakot and then it's Amate and Jiku, and they are beginning to get that understanding, and you change it, and Amate and Jiku are beginning to get their understanding with Atizigi, and then you change it, and now everybody is assuming that Ofori has been in the team. Ofori has been in the team for long, but he's not been playing with Jiku and Amate. Mm-hmm. So those three is now a very different combination. Can I ask you this though? Because you made a very great point about goalkeeper being the first line of organization amongst those three who do you think is more a better organizer more vocal in in mm-hmm. in, in organizing that back line would that which be the three reason? which three among the three goalkeepers ah, among the th- okay yeah okay. we're talking about the go- so among the three goalkeepers well look up um uh, atizigi and Adofori. yeah amongst them who do you think is a better organizer i i, I think i'll lean towards Ofori a bit i'll lean towards Ofori. Would, would that be the reason why maybe he's being favored now now he's fit i'll lean towards Ofori, but i think atizigi in the if we are comparing the three during the period, I think Atizigi has done way better. And especially in terms of our build-up. You see, we we tend to be very wasteful with the ball. With our goalkeepers. Wolakot, when Ofori plays in particular. We, yeah, we even saw the, the, the friendly against Nami. I'm not confident. So that's some training Forget that. For, that's where <laughs> I was <laughs> going. That's <laughs> 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 training video. Some training video. Anyway, so the boys saw the big pass. The guy touched the ball. So that you prefer at Oh wow! No, you see, you see, you guys, you you you. My friend was situation funny. No, no, it's not. I just watched the Namibia game. There was evidence.
experience in the Namibia yeah. game where yeah. he simple control and see those things eh, don't underestimate 2024 scouting. Oh, it will shock you that these teams have told their their forward players to trigger when, when they, they pass when the ball to the trigger the goal, he's a mistake waiting to happen. Look, we've seen we've seen these things, yeah. So you can't play with some of these small, small details, especially at a competition like the Afcon. So for me, the and you see, it's not like Ofori is playing consistently and he's in some top form and we can put off the guys he only plays at the blasters actually anyway you're listening to game plan on 99.7 joe fm you know Uh, the joke there's a joke there's a south african joke what is it orlando pirates number one goalkeeper did not make it to the afghan squad at all the goalkeeper they are not to use is Ghana's number one that's right interesting (laughs) that's a big joke uh, no, but it's a serious is, joke. Yeah, it is. It is. This it's a serious is joke. The number one goalkeeper he, at Orlando Pirates did Niger. not make the South Africa squad, but the, the keeper who is the backup is our number one goalkeeper. Yeah. This is Hit 103.9 <laughs> FM. Uh, Joe and 99.7 FM. You're listening to Game Plan. Uh, it's 38 minutes <coughs> after 2 p.m. We're going all the way till 3. Uh, we'll take a very short break. When we come back, we'll go through the list of the other favorites in Ghana's group, in particular Egypt. Uh, what kind of threat does Mohamed Salah and his team bring to this AFCON? What about Cameroon with all the chaos happening around them? And then, of course, we also look at Senegal uh, as well as Morocco. All of that to come here. Still on the show. Sponsored, of course, by Petrosol. Electroland Ghana Limited has done it again. It's the up to 70% discount bazaar. A simple crowd. From 7th to 29th of January, rush to Electroland's Vintage branch for amazing deals on your favorite Samsung, NASCO, Media, TCL, and Outland of up to 70% off. up to 70%. It may be brand new, slightly used, have minor dents and scratches, or repaired. We are first come first several. For further inquiries, call 0503-153-739. Terms and conditions apply. Of the moments to remember with AFCON 2023 on DSTV. Experience Africa's biggest football tournament with all 52 thrilling games live and in HD the way you like it. Enjoy expert commentary that will blow your mind. It's a gorgeous finish. Super, super, super goal. And the finest analysis to keep you in the game. Live your pride, passion, and love for Africa's beautiful game from the 13th of Jan to the 11th of Feb on Supersport or anywhere on DSTV Stream. Joy 99.7 FM. Game plan on 99.7 Joe FM hits 103.9 FM. My name is Fentuot Tahir Fentuot. Gary L. Smith, Sitrofer Philip Achirim Daniel Krantse, Muftao Nabila Abdullah. I'm a guest in studio uh, today for this show. We're talking, we're previewing the start of the Africa Cup of Nations, which gets underway. 52 matches starting tomorrow, 8 p.m. Senegal against Equatorial Guinea. Uh, it's our, uh, Guinea-Bissau, beg your pardon, is our opening game and then of course of course Equatorial Guinea will then take on Nigeria. On Sunday there's Egypt up against Mozambique. Ghana will face Capo Verde. Uh, Cameroon uh, also 
up, of course, against uh, the Gambia. It's a very, in fact, Senegal uh, playing against uh, the Gambia. And then Cameroon are playing against Guinea. So those are very, very tough matches indeed. Uh, and uh, Senegal, of course, uh, Cameroon, Gambia and Guinea. Uh, or in Group C, um, let, guys, let's let's go through some of the favourites we've spoken Friends, about. Yes, before you go to the game, sir, I'm listening. Whatever happens, Ghana will represent at the final. Thank you. Yeah. Finally, but it might not be the Black Stars. What are you talking <laughs> because, about? Because uh, whatever happens, George Adu Junior will be in English commentary <laughs> at the AFCON and he'll be waving the Ghana flag high because he will be leading comment, English commentary for yes. the broadcasters New, New World TV New World TV George Ado is Paul he's Paul you see you see <laughs> champ he's he's Paul so yeah a Ghana will be at the World Cup I hope that I hope that I hope that the 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 free free people will pick that audio oh yeah so so they have to what it is is that um so you know there's a the feed you are getting is going to be from them from them so if you are GTV or Super Sports yeah who now have the rights. Yeah. You are going to pick that comment. If you don't pick, then you take your commentators there. Then you take your commentators uh, there. So that's it. No, can they, we don't know if, we don't know if you sub-licensed. If you are no, sub-licensed, you, you know, shouldn't take your, they shouldn't allow you to take your commentator. No, but, but the rights to, the rights to are such that you can they'll, put your own commentator. In fact, yeah. they'll even give you a boot in a the boot, stadium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So if they give yeah. you a boot in the stadium, you want to go around You have the budget for it. No, but to cut costs, they will take George's. They have to. If you have money, what are you going to do? If you have George, I do. Why do you, what do you, what do you Why, exactly. You, you, I just said, no. You won't get a better commentary. Unless you want to do, unless you want to do Eve. Yes. Yeah, you This is the first time I've had Eve commentary in my entire life. Oh, oh, Ever. But actually, New World will be doing yeah, yeah. Six African. Yes. Yes. Mm. Ever so being one of them. Ever. Yeah. Yes. Because Bambali. Yeah. 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 Ever Bambali. Some other languages. Chino 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 Who? Chino 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 no, no, no. Chino it's not. Yeah. Yeah. The World Cup. It's here for. I told you. Yeah. After March the two, I stopped watching in English commentary. Correct. Oh. Yes. commentary. Are you coming to end? Coming soon. Coming soon. You go. See the score guy about the laugh. Oh, see it's here for. I thought about it. I call it Pebet. Charlie, the leeway that the the, the leeway that the commentary. If you say if you say one percent of the things they say in the chief commentary, you get fired. Oh, you lose your English. You get fired. I say the, the Brazil South Korea game. Yes. When Paqueta scored the fourth goal, yes. he was dancing. Yes. They, ah, so they scored the goal. Ah. He just gone quiet. He said, Tententen, 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 semi-final we have the final we don't have all the matches but we have some games but will you not have all the Ghana games 
relax. 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 Chama. It will be that question. Relax. That's it. We are still working on it. I'm asking for the The people say we should, the amount of dollars they want us to pay. But I don't want to pay. No, we want to pay, but you see, you have to check your pocket. Please. Even super sport. They didn't have the money. You, you, you have you heard that they say they are putting uh-huh, vat, Daniel say that anyway. vat on electricity. Mm. Eh, so fence, is, to, fence is not saying that. So yeah. the, the money that we are going to use to pay for the commentary now we have to use it. Multimedia we have to use it to no, pay uh, vat. Uh, on yeah, 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 yeah. What? Dan, Daniel said I'm not yeah, saying that. Oh, you don't know. Fence and Gary oh. are not saying that. Daniel say it. What should we say? Is it Multimedia? The money is there. Uh-huh. We want to give it to the people. Uh-huh. But you see, when you are giving, there has to be a receiver. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. If I'm giving you something, you don't want to collect it. That's it. That one is not me. What can I say? So we are giving it to them. Yes. So the pray that they will collect it. Yes. Pray that they will collect because you know we know that. We know that you listening. We know we what to, we are giving them. You want to listen and watch from us. Yes. So pray that they will collect the thing. Because it's not like we don't have one. No, no, we have it. We are giving it to them. We are offering. But they don't want to receive it. But you so see, it's a two-way thing. Is that no, no. You you are hundred percent correct. You are hundred percent correct. Ah, so you had this information. You you, you only ah, yeah. oh, ah. brother, 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 relax, <laughs> brother, relax. The people they are fighting some fight that they will not win. <laughs> 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 they, they have started some fight ah, in some place. This morning we went to church. You think we are joking? <laughs> <laughs> you think we are joking? Ale, let's do the game. Let's do the game. MGL. Let's go through the favorites. Uh, we'll begin with. I'll give everybody one team. Uh, Gary, yeah, Egypt. Hmm. Gary, he doesn't like Egypt though. No, because yeah, it's not about what he likes. Egypt are a problem, a problem. Because yeah, problem. Yeah, are they favorites? One yes, of, of course they are favorites. They're mm. a tournament team. True. That's the problem with Egypt. Mm-hmm. You see, the the, the 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 historical depth that they bring to tournaments is the problem. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't trust the coach, the, the you understand. Almost football now, yes. they understand the football, so sometimes they are able to mold the coach to go the way they are. <clears throat> You've seen them in the last four. What well, they went to the final the last time, yes. When they hosted at home, we saw how far they went. Yeah, they've been in two finals in the last three editions. In the last two editions, yeah. and the thing about Egypt is that you see, it is not just Mo Salah. Mm-hmm. They have a proper decent team. Mm-hmm. And they have a good spine. Yes, they have the a two good best spine. goalkeepers in in African in football. Africa. So it's not a problem. In defense, they have a very solid. Hegazi is there. Yes, I'm the fatty is there. Thank you very much. So they have that experience, and me, that's what I was saying about Ghana. That if in the group you want to concede as few goals as possible, mm-hmm. and that is what Egypt will likely do. Yeah, and from there. Yes. Now I'm talking about their path. You have you've given me Egypt. So let's look at their path. Mm-hmm. If group C, this our uh, group, we are in group what? B. 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 If Egypt finish first, who are they going to face? Group A. That's right. Right. Group A has Cote d'Ivoire, Nigeria. Nigeria. They meet any of those teams, but they will deal would, with no, it. It would also depend on how the, the third, third best place yeah. is finished. That is yes. true. So they are likely to meet one of them as well, which, yeah, that which is true. at times can be an easier... So I was doing a permutation. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I didn't know Liverpool and things were playing so one day. I mean, I was doing a <laughs> So I was doing some plating mathematics and stuff. No, but you didn't so so when I looked at the pathways, uh, then suddenly, so I told Muftal on Joy Prime this morning that if I take this, this, I have six contenders and to have six to seven to eight contenders in a 2014 tournament is very interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. 
by the time I finished working the mathematics, South Africa was one of my top five contenders. Really? Because, yes, because of the because way of path, the pathway. Because of the pathway. To the final. You understand? Because of counting the tournament. Yes. Uh, Malangari. Yeah. How is our pathway? <laughs> <laughs> I said I was worried. Oh. Uh, path, uh -huh. So wherever we pass, we are uh -huh, because the same place Egypt can pass is where we will pass. Mm. But then it comes down to the coaching and the personnel. Yeah. I know, what? but if we go and lose our match, we we finish third. We can't go and pass on so corner. So he had a talk say Ghana people. See, let me so Portugal take top euros. Yes, but you see that you is the thing. Don't know. You see, for the listeners, you see that is the thing. That's why I said my problem is Chris Hutting. Because if I look at the permutations and where we it's will pass, it's doable. But in let's say it go put the players in the right place, make they play the ball. Mm. That be me my, my problem. So if I look at Egypt and the way they've played in the qualifiers, yeah. they are not a spectacular team. Mm -hmm. But they are doing their job. Yeah. Efficient. Yeah. They are efficient. They are not, you know, they have one or two dribbler senses, but they are playing the ball correct, correct, correct. Yeah. And they, they so play I see them as contenders as well. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have one of the best trio in in, in, in in on the continent right now. Attacking trio, Mohamed Salah, yes. Umar Mamush, and uh, Trezeguet. Yes. Of course, those three and coming you, How many have cons have those ones played? Quite and a how lot. many semis and finals have they gone to? Are you still benching Mustafa Mohamed with your um, No, Mustafa, I, I was just going Mustafa? to say, hold on, I was just going to say, <laughs> And there's Mustafa Muhammad. You see, so I was going to say, and there's Mustafa Muhammad. I'll not be surprised if they bench Mamush. No, I won't be surprised. But he's in top form for Antra Frankfurt. No, I watched him again. But me, get the Ghana, the uh, Ghana versus Egypt match on Thursday. I won't watch. Yeah, uh, I won't watch. Oh, uh, why? No, 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 no. say it will be. I wait. I wait for the. I wait for the score. Daniel, line. talk to me about Group C's uh, opponents: Cameroon, Senegal. Hmm. I mean, we talked. Okay, fine. I think we've talked about Senegal, Senegal. already. Talk about Cameroon. Um. Is there a chance because they said the, what's the what's the what's that record that in West Africa Cameroon has been to five half coins in West Africa and they've they've won every single one they've been to every final in, and then in fact they only lost one final the one in Ghana uh, yes and in one, Nigeria they won and the one in, who hosted Tunisia did why didn't they reach final oh that's another oh that, that's another one mm. but seven half coins in West Africa they've won five. No, but that's serious. Not serious. That's, look, Cameroon is a tournament team. They are just like Egypt. They are a tournament team. And they are one of those teams that you don't look at what has happened during campaign. You don't look at recent form. The chaos doesn't, doesn't affect them. It doesn't matter <laughs> at all. No, seriously. Cameroon and Egypt, you don't use you don't use common sense to judge them when you are entering competitions. Because they just know how to turn up. And honestly enough, if you go back to the, the lead up to the 2020, uh, 2022 World Cup, they were not on good form. No, nope. they beating the beat. Uh, was it Algeria? Algeria yeah. It was a shock. Yeah. It was. It was a huge shock. They said they said they don't bribe people. Yeah, really they left it extremely late, and we all thought they would be one of the worst performing African teams at the World Cup. But they went out. Was it goal difference that that took yeah. them out yeah. of the competition? And they beat they Brazil. Had, yeah, they beat Brazil. They had four points. They had four yeah. points, and that was oh, that was really close. Three three against I think it was Serbia. They beat Brazil, and they narrowly lost against Switzerland in a game where they created very good opportunities. So look. When it comes to tournaments, Cameroon know how to turn up. They know how to play it. And it doesn't necessarily depend on the personnel and the names, the big names in the team. They have a really decent squad. I'm a bit concerned about the coaching, but again, it is Cameroon. I'm a bit concerned about the fact that Mbwemo is not part because he was a huge part of their, their, their qualification mm -hmm. uh, run. But it is Cameroon again. Um, as for Nana, if he's catching, if he's not catching, it doesn't. In fact, it makes it more of a difference if he's not in the post because he will help them keep more clean sheets when he's away from the team. So and he's for me, it's less of a distraction. Yeah, it, I, I don't think 
he should just say he won't come so yeah. that they know that. Passes, yeah. is not bad though. So that they know that they are. They are but yeah, he, he kept. He was in a while imposed. There, there are two yeah. games in the in the World yeah. Cup, and he did pretty good. So for me, look, this Cameroonian team is top. Will they win the competition? I don't think so because I really, really look. I've not looked at Gary's path, but I think if I look at Gary's path, it will confirm the fact that Cote d'Ivoire will win this thing for me. It's, but Cameroon, yeah, Cameroon will be there and there. But actually, yeah, everyone's as interesting. Uh, I want to give Sicho the world's favorite team. Morocco. Ah, uh, Mor- uh, yeah, true, true. Uh, every foreign media outlet says Morocco are favourites to win the competition. Um, is that going to happen? They haven't won the Afcon since '76. Yeah, yeah. They they are one of the favourites, right? They, you can't you can't put that past them. But Morocco then would have to be careful, and they don't have to take the bait that that everybody's pushing to them. The, wo- the reason why people claim they are the overwhelming favorites or the the, f- the first candidate, if you like, is because of the uh, heroics, heroics, I should say, at the World Cup, reaching the semi final, the first African thing, beating Spain, beating Portugal from that group in which they were a very difficult one. However, they played that World Cup and played every single game as underdogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they would sit back, soak the pressure, mm. hit teams on the counter. And teams were desperate to break them down. On the African continent, hmm. Morocco can't pretend to be underdogs. They are the team that people expect them to go after the other team. So you wonder if that shift in psychology, they in can mentality. deal with it properly. I still think they've got some talent to do that. The only problem I have with that Moroccan team is when teams sit deep against them, they don't have attackers who are great in tight spaces. <laughs> On the series, not great with his feet to begin with. It's yeah. not going to work it out yeah. in tight spaces. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Hakim Ziyech is, is, is not quick enough. It's not quick enough, right? So it doesn't necessarily matter who they play in those attacking areas, but they they just can open te- up teams that are very defensive against them. And we saw them in the last Afcon. I thought against Egypt. I think Egypt. Egypt frustrated. All them. Egypt did yeah. was to sit back against them, frustrate, yeah. get under their skins, and make them complain and complain and take their eye off the ball. And I have a feeling that lots of other African teams, knowing that Morocco are talented and I've got some good footballers, are going to sit back against them and ask Morocco to break them down. It's where I think it will be their undoing. Mm. I, I'll, I'll stick with you and ask you, or should I give this to Gary? Mm. Algeria. Gary. How have they transformed from the shock of the last AFCON when they got kicked out in the group stages? What They went, what? It was, what, 31 matches? Yeah, yeah. 35 unbeaten heading into the AFCON it, it was a, a, a world record lead and then <laughs> so they were aiming for the world record which was 37 yeah. yes from Italy and then and um it all fell apart <laughs> yes it's it's been identified as one of the big reasons why they feel that the AFCON because the mentality seeped into the team oh they were so obsessed with the they, record yes oh it's a right. big big death it was one key reason why Belmadi was not sacked and all that. Mm. Because the entire nation was caught in that euphoria. So instead of focusing on each Afcon match so that we are come to beat you and go, they were even content with a draw. So if yeah. you go and watch all their matches at the last Afcon, they inexplic- inexplicably were reticent. They were a, you bit, know, they a, were, a bit hesitant. They were a bit hesitant. After 70 minutes, if they are still drawing, then, then, then they are lose. okay. Yeah. Instead of chasing the win. They don't go lose. Then they go lose. <laughs> Aha, you see? That thing. So that was that. Then there was the small matter of from 2019. And we are all guilty of that in our individual lives and at the team level as well. Something works for you. 
this time. It works for you another time. You do you I mean you can clearly see that it's time to change and refresh. But yeah. But sentiment. Yeah. So they kept they kept some sentimental players in there whose legs were either gone or who needed new blood in there mm. or had become too predictable. And they didn't because oh, this guy was part of the Aspen winning squad. So let's keep him there. So teams found out who those players were and they were able to turn them over in key areas of the pitch yeah. now they have learned those lessons so over the period they have moved them on you know so i mentioned in my preview players like yasin brahimi they are not bad players yeah, but yeah. they are time pass time catch. Mm. you know they are time pass so it's not feguli still coming here feguli is still there yeah i, so, yeah, how much I mean they are, still, they are still there Mares, slimani so, feguli is still there but feguli has changed to a box-to-box player yeah yes yes more central now so you see some of them who are there are those who have accepted their new roles yeah. and they are doing as the coach wants. Like the day are you. Uh-huh. You see, they are, <laughs> they are doing as... So some of them don't have legs. And so they are playing second half and they are understanding that this is what I am doing. Right. Sweet capito. Uh-huh. Mares himself. Mares himself's role has... He's not there. He's taking instruction from the coach. Mm-hmm. So he's not the same freewheeling Mares that you know from... Six five years ago. So where do you see Algeria finishing this time? Round sixteen. Oh, I, I think round round, round of sixteen. Really? I, then, think, okay. I don't think Algeria I'm, could go on. Anything. Yeah, they could, they could, no, I, I could agree. Go on I think there's Algerian team. I'm gonna ask you guys quick fire question. Who is winning the Afcon for you, Situ? Bro, no, it's just a wild take. Algeria for you, Daniel. Ghana. You said Cote d'Ivoire. I said Cote d'Ivoire are my overwhelming favorites. You said they would Why go and win it. No, no, no. You said who will win. Yes. Did you ask me who are the favorite? No, no, no. Just moments ago. You go to a prophet you and said, say prophet. Who is the best student in the class? You give me who the, the fact is that this is the best. Oh. Who will win? Who will top the exam? That's not <laughs> you, the best you, student who top said, the exam. You said Gary's part is so what has given you the conviction that Cote d'Ivoire will win. You said that moments ago. <laughs> I said I feel. <laughs> <laughs> You are asking me already. <laughs> you are asking me. Fine, you can change your who will win. I'm not changing my anything. I said, who will win? Favorite Ghana will win. Okay, Gary. Uh, Charlie, I think God. I think Senegal. I think Ghana will win. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's our show for today. Thank you, Sucho. Thank you, Gary. Sure. Go uh, Ghana. Charlie. Yes. Shout out. Uh, Viva Yogo guy. Oh, 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 oh happy AJ. Happy AJ. Happy AJ. Oh, oh, yes. They say do some new concoctions, so we should taste it before the afternoon. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Muftar, who is winning the Afqua? Ghana. Thank you very much. That's our show. My name is Fent. My name is Fent. It's our hero, It's been lovely coming your way on Hits 103.9 FM and on Joy 99.7 FM. Game plan is back next Friday again, same time, 1 p.m. We'll be back here. Ghana play at 8 p.m. on Sunday. All the best to the Black Stars. And hopefully when we come back here, we'll be talking about two victories in a row because they would have played two games before we are back here. We're out for now.